You are listening to the Christian Bookworm Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I show up here to talk to you about all things bookish and to share fiction, nonfiction, and children's book recommendations written by and for Christians. I love reading good books, and I love helping you find good books too. Let's dive in. This is episode 67, and I'm so glad you're here. You can find the links to all the books and anything else I talk about today on our show notes page, www.authorskbell.com slash p slash show notes dot html. Welcome back and happy new year. Um, we are ending 2023, moving into 2024, so I thought I would do something a little different today. I don't have... I think I only have one new recommendation for you um, that I'll be talking about today. Otherwise, I'm going to be focused on um, kind of wrapping up this last year and talking about my reading goals for the next year. So we'll have more of a bookish chat episode rather than a recommendation episode today. Um, Hopefully you all had a good Christmas. Believe it or not, I only got one book-related gift. I didn't get any books this year, and my husband got me a um, book lover's journal. Um, that's really cute, and it's like a, um, like I guess scripted. I guess I would say, um, reading journal. So it's got all the prompts already in it, and it's pretty cute. I'm still working through the regular old reading journal that I have right now. But when I finish this one, I want to start that one and see if that changes the way I do my book journaling. Um, I, I do think it's really cute, so I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, yeah, and that's it. Um, my husband and my kids all got a ton of books and bookish things, but somehow the Christian bookworm did not. Kind of funny. Um, okay, so let's see. I read 165 books in 2023, and I probably skimmed twice as many. Um, 106 of those were Christian publications, middle grade, young adult, Christian fiction, and Christian nonfiction. And then 59 of my reads were other. They were secular nonfiction, secular middle grade. I don't think I did any secular fiction books at all this year. Um, So of that 165, 22 of them were general or contemporary Christian fiction. And my favorite uh, contemporary Christian fiction this year was What Happens Next by Christina Suzanne Nelson. I did talk about that one uh, in a previous episode, so I will link to that. It is not super squeaky clean, gentle, happy. It's definitely tough subject matter, um, but I could not stop thinking about it, could not put it down. I thought it was great, very well written, and I plan to read more Christina Suzanne Nelson in the future. I read nine different memoirs this year. Um, My focus for the year was empathy and compassion, and reading more memoirs was one of the ways, not the only way, but one of the ways I had planned to um, stay focused on that. Um, There were a few books that I had picked up 
thinking that they were memoir, but they really kind of didn't turn out to be memoir as much as just um, kind of a not quite Christian living. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Those books that you pick up thinking it's going to be somebody's story, but it ends up being more of like a how to get through a thing, and it's kind of more vague. So I kind of read more than nine, but pretty much read nine memoir. I would have liked to have done more. And I would like to read more this year. I also just generally enjoy memoir, but I do find it to be very helpful for me in putting myself in other people's shoes and um, just learning to, I don't know, love everyone better. Um, my favorite of all the memoir I read, and this was difficult to choose because um, I liked so many of them so much, but I ended up going with All My Knotted Up Life by Beth Moore. Um, I think because uh, it did the best job, <laughs> I think, of really putting me in someone else's shoes and really making me think and reflect. And um, it was definitely not super squeaky clean, perfect. There was some very difficult subject matter um, involving child abuse. And um, yeah, it was definitely difficult, but it was definitely very good and very moving read. Um, I read 18 historical fiction slash time slip novels this year. And my favorite of those was The Ringmaster's Wife by Christy Cambron. Um, I've also talked about this one on a previous episode, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> and I will find it and link to that. Um, this one is circus-themed, so I definitely always like time slips, and I really like circus books for whatever reason, even though I don't even like circuses but I tend to really love circus books. And um, this is, I think I've only read one other book by Christy Cambron, which was The Italian Ballerina, and I really loved that one as well. So I definitely plan to read more by this author. Um, because this is a traveling circus, um, this story happened to take place over multiple years, but which uh, the other one did as well. So I think that may be kind of her... MO. Um, but because this was a traveling circus, this one took place in multiple locations, and that was a lot of fun to kind of travel around with the circus. Um, anyway, so that was that. Uh, I read three suspense novels this year. Um, <laughs> Truth Stained Lies by Terry Blackstock. I did talk about this in a recent episode, so this is a trilogy, and suspense is not really my jam as much these days. There was a point in time where it was primarily what I wanted to read, and these days I, I very rarely want to read it, but I will tell you that when I do want to read Suspense, I have learned that Terry Blackstack is someone I should go to because her books are always um, a major page-turner for me that I just kind of can't help but get sucked into. And I also read 14 young adult novels this year, many of which were the young adult um, version of the Left Behind series. And my favorite, I just finished today. So this one snuck in under the wire. This is Dust by Kara Swanson. 
So here's my new recommendation that I haven't actually talked about on the show before. This book is a fantasy, and you know that's not my favorite, but I've just started really learning that I have to accept that I'm going to be reading a lot of fantasy if I want to read um, young adult Christian fiction. For whatever reason, it is primarily made up, these days at least, of fantasy and dystopian storylines. I definitely like dystopian storylines, but um, this one takes place primarily in London, and it's Peter Pan themed. So we have a girl with a weird skin disorder, like little flakes come off of her like a dust. Um, But at some point, she travels to London trying to find her missing brother, and ends up learning that he uh, is with Peter Pan and (laughs) she's like being chased down by the Lost Boys and Hook and the whole thing gets, you know, really gets turned into a um, Peter Pan, not a retelling, but kind of a revisiting. And we look at Peter Pan specifically, um, but all of the characters, we look at them from a different angle, which I think is really fun. Um... I kept thinking of this in my head as a fractured fairy tale. It's not a, a true fairy tale, but um, that was the best way that I could describe it for myself. If you like fractured fairy tales, if you like fantasy, um, whether you're young adult or not, I definitely think this could be an enjoyable read. And it is a duology, so I definitely plan to read book two. Uh, soon, which I believe is called Shadow. I also had put up a blog post with a full list of my 2023 reading favorites, so I'll link to that in the show notes as well if you are curious about some of the other um, favorites I had in different genres. Okay, so I like to Um, pick a focus these days for the next year. And so this last year, as I said, my focus was empathy and compassion. And I used um, books as one way to help me with that. Um, This year, I had settled on words and the power of our words. Um, And I have a really beautiful scripture that made me choose that but I can't access my notes while I'm recording, and I didn't think to write it down. So I will have to, um, actually, I will pause, and then we'll come back in with it. Okay, I found it. It's Ephesians 4.29, and this is the New International Version. Uh, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Um, so I just, ha- I had already underlined that. I've, I've liked this verse for a long time, but it just really, um, in particular, spoke to me that day when I happened to be praying about, um, like, a focus for the next year. And so that specifically... Um, to speak only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. I really liked that and that idea of um, it's not just saying like 
to always be hyper positive and uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's very specific or it's in, rather it's encouraging you to be specific, building others up according to their needs. Um, and I really liked that because I think sometimes we can get caught up in the idea of using our words like just as like throwing out random compliments. Oh, I like your hair. Oh, what a cute shirt. But that's not helpful. You know what I mean? Like it can certainly feel good for someone, but it's not helping them really on their journey in life. And anyway, I really um, had a whole long list of notes in my journal that day, um, just about all the things that that brought up for me. And um, then later that day, I was reading uh, in the book uh, I had been reading, and um, in the back was a recommended resource called War of Words, Getting to the Heart of Your Communication Struggles by Paul David Tripp. And um, the description really was fitting for this. Um, not, I mean, it says communication struggles, but it was not just about that. And I felt like this would be um, a good and helpful book for what I was focused on, so I did get my hands on it. But um, we... We had a pretty full and busy 2023, and it was overall a pretty good year, but the, um, the last week was not good at all. Um, we had a major loss, and we're grieving, and it's just been a very weird, very weird week. And I feel a little lost, if I'm being completely truthful. Um, so I don't know if... This is still going to be my focus for the year. Um, I'm just doing lots of praying and lots of listening, if you will, trying to trying to figure out if this is still going to be my plan moving forward or if God has something else um, in mind for me for 2024. So that's potentially... Uh, my focus, but that that might change. So I guess we will just see um, what happens with that. Um, and then as far as my reading goals go, um, I have lots of goals. Um, I'm a whole entire person, so I care about all kinds of things. I want to, um, I like loom knitting, and I've been making us hats because I'm super... I don't know, crunchy, I guess, <laughs> kind of hippie-ish, very natural focused. And most hats are acrylic, um, some type of plastic fiber. And um, so I've been making the switch and I couldn't find any, or at least not any that were even a remotely reasonable price. So I have been knitting our um, natural fiber hats using cotton yarn and other natural fibers and up next I would really love to do socks I've never um I did make some stockings a long time ago but I don't remember the techniques um I learned how to do those from some loom knitting books which I can link to as well but um 
I would like to learn to make socks this year, and I would like to make a pair of cozy socks for myself and at least all the kids. I think my husband doesn't really want a pair, which is fine, but we all wear fuzzy socks, which are like 100% plastic. So we'd like to have cozy socks, but made out of something good. So that's one of my goals. Um, I want to try to grow some greens indoors and herbs and things um, indoors year-round, like actually set up a true um, like grow lights and everything, a little station. And I want to do um, a monthly field trip for homeschool. I have all kinds of personal goals um, that are just for myself and my family. But um, mostly I just talk about books here. So that's kind of what we'll, what we'll focus on. But um, this year I would like to read one marriage book and at least one motherhood book. Um, both are, they could be memoir or they can be general Christian nonfiction. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, I'm sure I'll read more than one motherhood book. And probably at least one will be by Sally Clarkson, just if I am being honest. Um, but I would definitely like to do that. I would like to read 50 more um, middle grade or young adult novels. Um, just continuing to build up my children's bookshelves. So I want to keep prioritizing that. And um, I would like to read, this is probably kind of silly, but... Um, one of the Christian fiction books that I read this year, I would like for it to be set in a state that I don't yet have on my list of, um, Christian fiction by location. Um, I'll link to that in the show notes as well. But, um, the states I don't yet have. So listen, because if you've read a book, a Christian fiction book that takes place in one of these states and you liked it you can let me know and I would love to, I would love your recommendation. But, um, let's see. I have not yet read a book set in Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Louisiana, Maryland, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, Utah, Vermont, or West Virginia. So if you've read something in any of those states, but it has to be Christian fiction because that's what I want to do. But if you've read something set in any of those states, please let me know. And then lastly, I would like to revamp our um, buddy read and read aloud situation um, for homeschool. Most of our homeschool is working really well, and I just want to keep it the same aside from, um, like I said, I would like to start doing a monthly field trip. I had prioritized that for a while and then kind of we got really into, well, we moved a few times, things got hectic in that way, but then we also got involved in some activities and of course that does take up time and I'm a major homebody. And so if we're not at those activities, um, or, or maybe how I should phrase this is that in my mind, once we've done those activities, I sort of feel like, whew, between that and groceries, like, we're done. But, um, you know, now I just want to be home. <laughs> but I do think that um, it's important for my kids to experience things and see things and do things hands-on. 
And um, while I think that time at home is very valuable and very important, I want to make sure that we're not um, limiting them and, and not letting them like, you know, see and experience cool new things. So I want to get back to prioritizing a monthly field trip and I want to figure out a different way of doing our current buddy read and read aloud situation that just kind of works better for all of us. Um, the only real issues are just that there are a lot of us and so trying to make sure that we're fitting all of it in has gotten a little bit um, funky here lately. So that's what I would like to shift. That's our show today, Bookworms. Thank you as always for being here and for listening. Whether you're a person who sets goals for yourself each year or not, I hope you will take some time this week to pause and reflect on this last year that you've had to really look at the blessings that God has given you and the lessons he has taught you and to reflect on what maybe could have gone a little better and to ask yourself what you want this next year to look like and what actionable steps you can take to move towards that. If you want to keep in touch with me between now and the next episode, the best way to do that is through my blog, authorskbell.com. You can also find me on YouTube where I am The Christian Bookworm and on Goodreads as SK Bell and Pinterest as Author SK Bell. I think that's everything. I hope you all have a great day today, bookworms, and I hope that at some point involves you curling up with a good book. See you next time.